Kia ora team and welcome to the latest All Things PE podcast. Sit back and enjoy these short and sharp discussions around physical education with people who hold the subject close to their hearts. Hey team, welcome to the All Things PE podcast, episode three. Now today I have the honour of speaking with Craig Kemp, who you may know as Mr. Kemp NZ on Twitter. He's got over 45,000 followers. Now, I've been fortunate enough to work with Craig in Singapore, and I've learned a thing or two about tech and education, but you'll hear more about that soon. Craig, mate, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today, and I'll pass it over to you to fill us in on where you're from and something interesting about yourself. Yeah, mate, thank you so much, Lockie. It's a pleasure to be here, and it's a pleasure to, to be on your show as well. Uh, obviously, we've worked together before. Um, hi to all the listeners. My name's Craig Kemp. Uh, as you can tell by the accent, I'm also from... New Zealand. Uh, I'm a primary trained teacher. I've worked in education all my life. Uh, I moved to Singapore nine years ago to work in an international school here with the intention of working here for two years. Uh, that changed pretty quickly and now we've been here for nine um, and we love it and we wouldn't have it any other way. Um, you know, something interesting about myself. Uh, I'm a avid sports fan, you know, any sports, I'm all over it. Uh, I love, you know, my sports, go-to sports are cricket, uh, volleyball and basketball. Um, something interesting about myself, uh, I've, I never was a tech guru. In fact, I, I really didn't know a lot about tech back in the day, but you know, I became so passionate about using technology in learning, and that's where I started to, to use a little bit more. So you know, I'm a self-proclaimed edtech nerd, uh, but it's a pleasure to be here, mate. It's so awesome to have you. Um, you, uh, you forgot to mention about your sports, and I know that you're a bit of a sports fanatic, as you've said, but um, I've just remembered while you were talking about it, you forgot to mention Jump Jam back in Dunedin, <laughs> mate. Um, you're a Jump Jam expert as well, so uh, that's always something to be proud of. Yeah, yeah, mate. That's so funny. I was uh, yeah back in the day. That's a very interesting thing about me. I had no passion about dance or anything, but I had these group of kids and parents that were passionate about jump jam and there were competitions happening and no other teachers were into it so I put my hand up and it became a thing I started running jump jam competitions across Dunedin and we started taking teams away to nationals and I really got into it loved it uh, loved seeing kids compete like I'm, I'm a pretty competitive person so I loved seeing kids not just participate but get to that level of competition and really try to push themselves um, at that young age. So, uh, yeah, great pull out. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, mate. All right, mate. What we'll do is I'll, I'll chuck it on to the uh, the first question, and this is sort of a question that I like to ask educators pretty much. And is it it is, what is it that made you want to be a teacher? Where did it all begin? Yeah, mate. Great question. And, you know, uh, since I was a little lad in, in New Zealand, I uh, grew up at the top of the South Island in Nelson. I've always been involved in team sports, you know, and as a result of that, I became involved in coaching from a pretty young age, particularly with cricket and basketball when I was in high school coaching younger kids. Uh, and I really loved seeing the growth and development of kids that I was working with. So it gave me that sense of reward. Um, and then as a teenager, my mum actually decided to retrain as a teacher really late in her life. Um, she was a stay-at-home mum and was phenomenal at that. And, and she decided, you know, in, in her mid-40s to go back and retrain. And that was pretty inspirational for me um, because 
as a 16 or 17 year old lad, my mum was learning to be a teacher and she was training uh, at the schools that I went to. Um, but it wasn't really until I was 18 um, and I had you know six months left in my high school um, that I decided that maybe teaching could be a pretty cool and rewarding career. Um, my preferred path was actually sports coaching or sports psychology, uh, but it really didn't seem realistic to me. Um, and as I started to think about what I could do as a career, um, everything fell into place. I got into my first placement um, and man, I knew immediately that I'd made the best decision ever. It was incredible. Yeah, and that's really neat. Um, it's it's quite it's quite interesting how um, you know the teachers that you talk to and 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 you hear about this the start of their story, and a lot of them have they had that 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 coaching um, sort of experience mm-hmm. when they were younger, and and they maybe had a coach that they looked up to, or they like you said they that you were coaching cricket and basketball, but you know not only that you had your you know you've got your drama teachers who are part of you know um, their sort of scene and. So it's quite interesting to see how it sort of flows on, and they take the the love of of that childhood, and they they, they then turn it into something special as teaching. And and I'm sure that uh, you know they've got some kids out there that uh, you've taught that have will will take your path and maybe look at that sports and coaching psych, uh, psychology and things like that. So it's, it's just sort of that sort of yeah. that connectiveness, isn't it? Agreed. Yeah, mate. Hundred percent. What's involved in your uh, your current role, and how might it be useful to educators? Yeah, so you know, I uh, worked with you uh, here in Singapore at Stanford American International School. Eighteen months ago, I decided to leave that role. Uh, you know, I loved the school, I loved what I was doing, but I felt that there was so much more that I could give, um, and more that I could do for the global community. You know, I always talk about this uh, when I'm running workshops, and that's the sense of schools are like silos. We find ourselves so stuck in what we do. We work towards our goals, but our goals are so siloed in the school that we're in. I wanted to be able to make that impact that we were starting to make with technology. And my role was the director of technology and innovation. How can we make that impact on a greater level? So 18 months ago, that was where Ignite EdTech was born from. And I haven't looked back since. You know, Ignite EdTech, uh, my company now supports schools and EdTech companies move from surviving to thriving in their tech use. We work with schools all over the world to support them in their EdTech strategy development. We lead professional learning in schools uh, and we help roll out device programs. I now have a team of 11 amazing individuals supporting this part of the business all over Asia Pacific, the Middle East, the UK and the US. And in the past 18 months, we've supported more than 30 schools in 12 different countries. So it's pretty cool to be able to make that much difference. The second part of the business, which is you know, where I spend the majority of my time is supporting EdTech companies in their strategy and development, particularly here in Asia. Um, what this means is that I, I help them be better aligned to the needs of educators and make sure their products better suited to solving schools problems. You know, I don't earn a commission. I'm not a salesperson. You know, I love helping companies and I work with them in a service-based level where I help them with strategy development. And, and that's been really cool. Uh, and the last part really that is, is going to kick off in a big way soon is we're just launching a learning portal, a place where we're going to build a community of educators where educators can come to learn, develop, and grow. Um, and that's going to be launched in July, actually. Currently, we've got a little bit of a test site up at learning.igniteedtech.com. Uh, but soon, uh, the learning portal will be live um, in July 
that's going to host uh, all sorts of curriculum areas from PE to technology to English to mathematics to pedagogy to well-being, you name it, uh, it's going to be there. Um, we're going to have the best of the best in the business leading courses and learning there as well. There'll be an all-you-can-eat buffet of learning. A um, little bit of a taster. First time I've announced it publicly, but super excited about that too. Oh, that's so cool, mate. And I, I imagine that's just going to be absolutely amazing with regards to um, your knowledge and obviously the people that you've got working with you. So um, what I'll do is I'll share that um, on the profile of the of the podcast as well. And um, hopefully people can get a little taste of, of what you've just uh, explained. And that's really neat. Well done. Thank you. Um, I actually wanted to ask you a question in regards to what's happening. This is a bit of a thing that's just popped into my mind now. Um, how has your role been impacted by COVID-19 at the moment? Like, well, yeah. does that impact the business or are you able to, obviously, you're still quite lucky with being online. How have you found that? Yeah, mate, it definitely does. You know, I think what I'm lucky, uh, you know, I'm in the, the realm of educational technology where everyone's needing help and support. So, you know, if you asked me that before this pandemic, what I would do, I wouldn't have known. You know, I think like most people, I've, I've either fallen on my feet or I've fallen down and I've just fought my way back up again. You know, I've had to diversify the business. So, you know, the work that I was doing predominantly in schools and with educators 18 months ago, that is, uh, has been passed on to a lot of my team now. I don't do a lot of that simply because there's less of it. Um, and the majority of my work that has sort of come out because of this pandemic is how can companies best support schools? So the work I do now, and, you know, I'd argue I'm, I'm busier now than ever before um, working with these companies to help them with their strategic development. So in some way, you know, you'd probably say that the, the COVID-19 was a bit of a blessing in a way because it's helped me, you know, refine my passion and, and the impact that I want to have and give back. So, you yeah, know, it's, it's been great, mate. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, you know, like you've said, a lot of people have actually had to do that in regards to, you know, look at things that they're doing from a different lens and adapt how, you know, their teaching and their learning is going. And so it's, it's interesting to hear um, that from your side of view. And it's good to hear that things are working out. So that's great. Thank you. Number three, and, and I think this is quite an important one for us physetters, um, just because, you know, tech can be a bit of a daunting sort of subject. Um, yeah. Have you got any suggestions on what physical education teachers can do to start when introducing tech into their lessons? Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a question I get all the time. You know, I, I do a lot of work in schools and when I run workshops and sessions, it's always the PE teachers that go, well, you know, this maybe isn't so useful for us. And, and I always push back on this, you know, my advice for PE and health teachers is the same advice that I give to other educators looking to introduce technology in their classroom. And that's, you know, start slow and start smart. Um, I always ask people to think about Ruben Putendera's SAMA model. Um, SAMA basically tells us that the most effective use of technology in the classroom is when we modify or redefine the learning experience to something that was previously inconceivable without technology. You know, if you can't use technology to enhance the learning experience, then don't do it. You know, I've seen just as many amazing lessons where technology is not used. 
So, you know, as an ed tech guru and for PE teachers out there that might be struggling with the idea of how do I use technology, it's not about how much you use it, it's how well you use it. So for PE teachers, you know, tools like Coach's Eye, Flipgrid, Seesaw can significantly redefine the learning experience in a lesson, especially in the area of feedback and reflection. And that's always, for PE teachers, the best place to start. You know, if you need help there, you know, I can help with connecting you to the resources and tools that are out there for free in this space. And I'm happy to share those with you too, Lockie, and we can maybe make a bit of a resource list too. Um, you know, if you're a health teacher, you can check out something new and exciting that I'm involved with supporting as well, a company called Hologo World, H-O-L-O-G-O -O World. They're an amazing augmented reality or AR app that's changing the way health and science is taught globally. Um, phenomenal way of engaging, particularly middle and high school learners um, in their learning experience. So, you know, there's a lot out there, but you've got to be willing to jump at it and, and try something new and take a risk. Yeah, that's great. And, and I really like the, um, the, 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 the statement of, you know, what the, the why are you doing it? You know, is, is there an actual purpose? And are the kids getting things out of it? And then you've touched base on the, on the reflection side of thing as well. And, um, you know, we're using Seesaw and in the classroom, which is fantastic at the moment. We, we do a lot of reflections and that using that. And the kids are getting, you know, that it's quite cool in regards to you sort of, you get that feedback that you wouldn't probably normally get from the kids. Yeah. Um, if they were to just write it down because they're a bit more confident on the, on, on, on using the app now, they've been using it a while. And so you get quite a good, good, um, better understanding of that you, that you may not have had from them verbally as well, which is cool. 100% mate. Yeah. You know, kids know more than you know. So you put the technology in the hands of the kids and it's never going to be a fail. Yeah. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because we did a, we did a reflection task the other day and uh, it was for a seesaw and we did it, we did it on parkour yeah. and I, I sort of thought I was quite cool and I, you know, I got the kids to, um, to um, add an image of them doing the, um, a movement that they would reflect on and I found that they actually knew a bit of it more they, they, they did one step cooler and they added the actual video onto the onto the seesaw and it was so so it was actually a, a you know a, a really cool thing that I could watch and and see that and, and, and sort of um, connect to the reflection so it was quite cool to get that yeah that's cool you also run a successful edtech podcast as well um, can you just tell us about why we should uh, tune into that podcast and how that might help us out in certain ways. Yeah, mate, thanks for calling it out. You know, for years I ran a blog um, and it was hugely successful, you know, hundreds of thousands of views and it's the, a lot of the articles are still viewed today. Um, basically, I wrote multiple times a week on my experiences in teaching technology. It actually started for me as a trainee teacher. I used it as my blog and reflection tool as a trainee teacher and continued that practice on um, for, you know, almost 17 years now. Um, and it was a place, it became a place where I started sharing my experiences in the ed tech field, both in my schools and online and the tools and experiences that I had. But over time, I started to lose that passion for writing. And we all go through these phases where we're passionate about something um, and we often try and push through those things, but forget to think about, you know, moving 
laterally and thinking about how we can move sideways and do something different, but still have the same impact. So for me, I wanted to still express myself to the global community. Um, and that's where I wanted to try and use a podcast. You know, I love to talk. I was doing lots of workshops, keynote speaking, all of those sorts of things. So why not use my voice in a way to to be powerful in that space. So that's where the Ignite EdTech podcast came from. We're now 45 episodes in and going strong. Uh, it's a podcast for EdTech enthusiasts or, or those interested in learning more and growing together, building a community. Each week I share some tips, I give advice, I talk to education experts globally, and I share my tool of the week. You know, there's something for everyone uh, and it would be amazing if your listeners came and had a listen as well. Easiest way to find it is go into your podcast channel of choice and search for Ignite EdTech Podcast. You can also find more at igniteedtech.com. Awesome, mate. Cool. Oh, uh, it's definitely worth a listen. Um, you've, you've got some really cool uh, advice and, and you, you speak to some really amazing um, professionals from around the world. Um, so that, that's a really, really neat, really neat platform to listen to. Okay, so I actually got this next idea from you, mate, and I loved it. Um, so I'm going to steal it off you for our one and probably from, from now on for the rest of my guests. And, and question five are the quick fire questions. The first thing that comes to your head, you've got a max of 20 seconds per question, but try and give us a brief why as well. So the first one is sweet or savory? Easy for me, mate. Sweet. I love a sweet treat. Can't be beaten. Uh, I'm a chocolate fan, so it's always my go-to. Good boy. Our favorite sports personality. Yeah, it's a, I'm an NBA fan, mate. I love watching basketball and always have. And I'm a fan of humor as well. So the person that springs to my mind is actually the big man, Shaquille O'Neal. Legend on the court. Hilarious to listen to now as a retired superstar too. Yeah, classic. Uh, what is your go-to book that you feel listeners should read? Yeah, this is my chance to, to be the EdTech nerd. Um, you know, my recommendation to everyone is a book by George Kuros called The Innovator's Mindset. Essentially, it's a look at the art of innovation in education and how anyone can change their mindset. Beautiful. Uh, Twitter, Facebook or Instagram for yeah. your own learning? Yeah, you, you probably know this already, mate. I'm a Twitter guy. Uh, I love the sense of community, the ability to get what I need when I need it from the best in the education business. You know, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of rubbish there as well, but I filter that to suit my needs. And the community of educators on Twitter is incredible. Awesome. And if you were to have any job in the world, what would it be and why? <laughs> Honestly, I love what I'm doing now as a consultant, but you know, if I couldn't choose that, I would love to be an investor you know, throwing money at the best and most innovative companies in the world, giving them a kickstart and then helping them connect and grow. Awesome, awesome. And, and my final one, what would the one thing be that you'd take on a deserted island with you? <laughs> yeah, you know, for me, you know, I'm a people person, I'd take a friend. <laughs> I wouldn't take yeah. something physical, I'd take someone to come along with me. Definitely. And hopefully that friend uh, is able to light fires and maybe catch some fish. <laughs> exactly. Fingers crossed. <laughs> okay. And we'll, we'll uh, just wrap it up there, but can you just tell us what, what's the best way for, for listeners to, to follow and connect with you? Yeah, man. Uh, at Mr. Kemp NZ on all social channels. You can find me on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Craig Kemp Singapore. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, you know, Ignite EdTech on those channels as well. You name it, I'm there. Or you can find out more at igniteedtech.com. 
Awesome, mate. Hey, thank you so much, Craig, for taking the time to um, share your ideas and thoughts on, in regards to tech and PE. And um, it's been a really cool time uh, catching up with you as well. Um, best of luck on your adventures from from this point on. And I will uh, be able, uh, talk to you soon, yeah? Absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me on board. Thanks for listening, team. If you've enjoyed this podcast and would like to be a guest, please feel free to message me on Twitter at all underscore things PE.